welcome to another episode of You Do What? The podcast where I interview my comedian friends about their traditions and rituals. This week on the show, I have comedian Justin Williams. Justin can be found on Instagram at the real Justin Williams. And he will also be on October's edition of Show House House Show, a wonderful show out in Highland Park hosted by past guest Jen Scott. So definitely check that out. And this week, we talk about the birthday meal that Justin cooks for himself every single year. Very interesting conversation. I hope you enjoy it. Yeah. Last night. Happy belated. Thank you. I'm 30 now. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. It was huge. (laughs) It was a big one. Oh, my God. Well, congratulations. You made it. Yeah. I'm just as surprised as you. (laughs) I don't... I never know, like, what age comedians are. I'm like, either you are exactly the same age as me or you're, like, 57. I just, I never yeah, know. Yeah, when I started, all of my friends were, like, in their mid-30s and I was, like, 22. Uh-huh. And now almost all of my friends, like, are 22, 23, 24, <laughs> and that's it. Uh, yeah, it's weird. And, like, you have those friends that, like, like you assume are 30-something and then the one day they mentioned that they were born right after Jurassic Park came out and you want to drown them. Yeah. Like, how dare you? How dare you be so young? Yeah. How dare your parents let you come into this world? Yeah. Why didn't they stop themselves? <laughs> I have that specific thought about a lot of friends. Well, yeah, yeah. Oh, you still call them friends? Yeah. <laughs> oh. I'm just a nicer person than you. That's I guess so, yeah. <laughs> well, it's just fair. A lot of people are. They, they just don't really realize that. <laughs> So, uh, so tell just yeah. What is this meal that you make for yourself? It's a uh, it's a steak. What uh, kind of steak? Uh, I go ribeye. That's mm-hmm. my favorite cut. Good uh, cut. I cook it, you know, just just in a pan, very basically mm-hmm. the way my mom taught me to do it. And then a glass of uh, whiskey or scotch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get the best that I can. Some years it's better than others. This year it was Gelson's brand. Nice. Uh, but I drink it out of my my mom's dad's. Uh, he had a very nice uh, crystal scotch glass mm-hmm. that I stole when I moved out of home, and I use that I drink out of that every year. And then on the side, I have what are called grandpa eggs, and it's eggs with fried pepperoni and uh, velveeta cheese. Ooh, that is Ooh. so tasty! It's I'm so a good. huge fan of pepperoni and eggs. Yeah, especially when you crisp them up first. Mm. And, like, no salt, just a little bit of pepper, and uh, it has to be Velveeta. Yeah. It's For the good good meltiness, doesn't get grainy like other cheeses. Yeah, well, I'm generally pretty good at, like, cooking and putting cheese in eggs, but there's something just so specific, because that's what he used to do it with all the time. Oh, so they're your grandpa's eggs. It's he taught So every piece of the meal has something to do with sort of where I came from and what kind of made me think the way I do more or less. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember the year that I started doing it. Mm-hmm. I must have been like after I had moved out of my parents' house or something. Old enough to drink when you started doing this? Sure. Yeah, maybe. Well, yeah. like... Well, I started drinking um, when I was like 19 or 20. Uh-huh. So I started... I was straight edge for a long time. Okay. And because uh, I was like a loser... Like, I'm not going to drink. Like, well, no one's asking you to come drink with us. Uh, And I just started doing that. And it was just sort of this week. I don't remember exactly, like, when or how I started doing it. It just sort of became, like, because I don't really like my birthday. I don't really usually do Mm -hmm. anything for my birthday. I've worked every birthday of my life. Uh, Did you work this birthday? Yeah, I worked today. Okay. And uh, I worked, like, Friday. There was stuff in between. And when I'm in a relationship, uh, this current lady... uh, She's the first one who, like, did something, like, would do stuff 
for me. Mm-hmm. Do stuff. That's not really true. The last girlfriend that I had uh, for my birthday, she surprised me with a fight. She decided to just start a fight. Oh, wow. Spent, it was a five-hour fight about uh, that I didn't respect Lord of the Rings enough. What the fuck? I said Gandalf was a shitty wizard. I mean, you know what he is. <laughs> In the realm of... He can't teleport. Like, that's basic Mm -hmm. wizard (laughs) shit. And so my uh, 26th or 7th birthday, whatever year that was, that was like that was how I spent my birthday. I drove Uber all day Uh and then had a four and a half, five hour fight about Gandalf. When you said she started a fight for me, I thought like she like punched somebody and like was in a fight for five hours I was like no, hold on I was just like hey I've been driving all day all I really want to do is just come hang out at your apartment spend time with the cat like relax and just have a nice night no that could not happen with this person this monster oh my god how how did it come up do you even remember um I said I didn't want to watch Lord of the Rings on my birthday because I hate Lord of the Rings got it and respect I started making fun of Lord of the Rings uh-huh. and it was such a integral part of her childhood she was one of those just psycho assholes that like you could say you know the sky is blue and she'll scream about how that somehow related to something horrible that happened to her as a child and now you have to listen to her her current girlfriend is awesome Mm -hmm. last year she surprised me with like a trip to some little beach town i'd never heard of and this year she took me to a very nice restaurant out Oh, God, where was it? Um, In the Malibu Hills, Cal- right? Calabasas. Yeah. You know, to Calabasas. To I've been to that place, Saddle Peak Lodge. It was awesome. Incredible. That's the first place I ever did a tasting menu. Did you guys do the tasting menu? No, we. I researched the menu beforehand and mm-hmm. knew exactly what I wanted to get. Uh, I, I only tend to do, like, tasting menus if it's, like, it's specifically what they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the tasting menu this time was all meats. Like, the big thing they're known for is game meat. And yeah. I had already eaten all that game meat. And also, I don't like emu. And mm-hmm. that was big on the menu. I was like, they have a pound ribeye. Like, I'm going to get that. Yeah. So I had two ribeyes this weekend. It was Hell yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so yeah, the, uh, the, the origin of it was really just... Um, it's a little, little weird and a little dark, but it kind of, like, I started just sort of realizing, like, I get very contemplative on my birthday because mm-hmm. uh, I hate my birthday and I don't like it. And I, you know, I'm always disappointed by the year I had previous to it. And it occurred to me one year how much uh, these people who were no longer alive really did like influence me. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my uh, my dad, the grandpa eggs, uh, grandfather. He was a NASA engineer, and he got me really interested in science and space and stuff. I'm just always been in love with and taught me how to cook and that's like a big part of my life is I love to cook I'm a food maniac mm-hmm. like and so I and then my uh, my mom's dad where the glass comes from he uh, wrote hundreds of papers on the nature of belief why people believe what they believe and that's an area that's always fascinated me my whole life mm-hmm. so it was just sort of like a way to sort of kind of honor where I came from Cause I'm not very like I'm from Boston, but I'm not like very Boston strong. Like I fuck that place. I don't like it. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, I think people influence you in ways you don't realize. And I'm just you know, unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to let them know how much I appreciated their influence on me because I was a snobby little shit. You know, when I was a teenager. Right, as we all were. Yeah. So my my dad's grandfather Joe, the the eggs grandpa, mm-hmm. he passed away uh, the eighth of September. Uh, 2001. Mm-hmm. So he died. A few days later, 9-11 happened. Fuck. And then it was my birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my mom's dad, 
uh, Mark, he passed away uh, in, I want to say, May of my senior year of college. Mm-hmm. Or not college, sorry, high school. Okay. Uh, and I just, like, yeah, just after, like, all of that and kind of thinking about it, like, oh, I didn't, like, appreciate them while they were here. And so I just started doing this little ritual for myself. Mm-hmm. And this was the first year where I was with a person who I'm very, very happy with and crazy about and feel very safe with. So it was the first year that I cooked that meal for somebody else. Yeah. And she, we she's like, we need to go to Gelson's. And I remember saying, do you think they have Velveeta at Gelson's? It doesn't feel like <laughs> a Gelson's item. And they did, thank God. Yeah. Uh, she was not a huge fan of the eggs because, like, Velveeta gets very goopy mm-hmm. and weird tasting. Uh, I I adore it, but, like, it's just not her thing. So I got to eat all of the eggs. Mm. Yeah. Oh, she didn't want the eggs, just the she, steak? She tried a few bites and was just like, nah. these are all <laughs> like, fine. Gave me all the really fatty bits of her steak, which, like, I like. Me too. There's, yeah, it's so good. I hated it as a kid, but now I'm just like, mm, give me that. That's the best part. It's so tasty. Part, that's why I like ribeyes. Like, it's the fattier, the better. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because, like, I'm, I'm kind of realizing with this relationship, most of my, like, personal rituals, like, my Valentine's Day ritual is always to get plaster drunk and go see an action movie by myself. Can't really do that. Well, sort of, actually. I, we still do do that. I'm just not as plastered yeah. from around her. Our first Valentine's Day together, we went and saw Deadpool. Like, it was great. Said that's my big ritual. It's, like, my big just... It was, like, a very solitary... This is really all I'm doing to celebrate it. And we may have created a new tradition this year. I really wanted to watch all three of the Raiders movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it got kind of late, and somehow we got in the conversation about horrible movies, and we talked about Battlefield Earth. Oh, God, the, the so, fabulous John Travolta. So we watched Battlefield Earth, the John Travolta <laughs> Scientology sci-fi <laughs> epic, which uh, John Travolta's quote is calling the Schindler's List of science fiction. Oh, my God, no. He's not wrong, but he's also not correct. <laughs> <laughs> like, it is, it is the Schindler's List of sci-fi. It is one of those horrible atrocities. Uh, I had forgotten how horrible it because I saw it twice in theaters. Uh-huh. And re-watching it was just the fucking halfway through like my head hurts not realizing we were 10 minutes in oh god yeah I was like how far into the movie are we because I don't know what's going on anything that's happening I don't know who these characters are like and she's like oh it's 10 minutes like oh god fucking please kill me and you sat through it oh hell yeah and we yelled at the TV (laughs) so our new tradition might be on my birthday to watch a terrible John Travolta movie that's a good idea yeah which there's enough to get me through the next 4 or 5 years yeah and you'll have to pick some other I think Michael's going to be next year. Michael. No, Michael. Oh, the movie. The John Travolta movie where he is an angel. (laughs) A slovenly drunk angel. Amazing. With Andy McTowell. Perfect. And for some reason, William Hurt as the romantic interest. In a movie where you have John Travolta, William Hurt seemed like the obvious choice. Was it an old John Travolta? It was was like at his peak 90s-ness. And he's not the the love interest? No, he's just there as an... Oblivious weirdo with wings. Like he shows up and he's like in boxer shorts and schlubby with wings and he's just scratching his balls. He just puts sugar on everything. (laughs) Yeah, it's, oh God, I kind of want to watch it now. (laughs) Wait, 364 days. Uh, To wait until. Yeah. Wait until you've aged a bit more. Maybe we'll do a double feature of Phenomenon. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Everywhere he gets a tumor that gives him superpowers. (laughs) Um, how How do you season your steak? Uh, this one, what I do is um, sometimes I'll do a little fancier than normal. It's just very simply salt and pepper. I'm mm-hmm. a big believer in, like, you let the steak speak for itself. 
Some years what I've done is uh, I fry thyme with mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So like throw the thyme and the garlic in there with it and then let the thyme sit until it gets really crispy and you can just kind of eat it like a little side item. That's delicious. Uh, so I've never tried that. Yeah, so generally like, you know, I'll just like very... My favorite meal has always been like steak and eggs. It's just very mm-hmm. simple. It's, I I cook a lot, but I very rarely cook anything complicated. Mm-hmm. And especially like cooking stuff where, because like I've worked in restaurants most of my life. I've cooked for myself most of my life. Like uh, I love like just towel over the shoulder, just constantly running in between things. You know, getting temperatures right, getting timing right. Uh, and I get uh, the, I used to do this thing where, depending on how good the steak turned out. That would, sorry about that. Oh, no worries. That would, uh, depending on how good the steak came out, that would describe how good my year was going to be. Oh, yeah? Um, and then after a few horrible years, I was just like, well, those steaks were still good. I shouldn't uh-huh. blame the steak. <laughs> the superstition wasn't real. Yeah. Also, if I get distracted for two seconds, oh, my whole year is ruined. Right. And there's one tradition I'm definitely getting rid of. Uh, I when I turned twenty, I started buying notebooks mm-hmm. to keep track of my year. So when the next birthday came, I could go back and read how my year went and kind of see how far I came. And it's a bit that I have now, where it's just like that means I now own nine notebooks that all start with "This is going to be the year." <laughs> and are you good about like actually no. filling them up? No, yeah. it's, this is going to be the year, and it's just blank. <laughs> Maybe two pages of like how I need to get my shit together, uh-huh. and then that's it. And still a new notebook every single year. Yep. I uh, found um, last year's uh, on my porch with, like, half a melted candle gluing it to the table. Mm-hmm. Realizing, oh, I haven't even looked at this thing in 360 days. It's just been sitting there. Like, I, I'm not good at journaling or keeping track, so I always tell myself that's the thing I'm going to do. It's very hard to keep up with that because it's like, I don't know, I guess you have to kind of will yourself every day, like you know, make yourself a tally mark or something, but... Yeah, sit down and think about the shit you you went through today. Right. It's always fun. It's Yeah, and that's not usually something you want to reflect on, especially if you've had a shitty day. I think the closest, like, a, or most people come is, like, when you record your set. Yeah. you have, like, one for every day, at mm-hmm. least one for, you know, five to seven every week, and you can go back and listen and hear a joke that didn't quite work, but was evocative of something that happened to you very recently, or you remember your mindset in that time period, or that joke that brings you back to a certain time and place. Mm-hmm. So, like, I am very, I love the idea of rituals, and I love the idea of uh, kind of habit and having these things, but I like a, a ritual to, to, like, to really have a meaning to it. Mm-hmm. And so that's what the, the birthday meal was for me. Yeah. You know, it was just, like, always, like, it's a very simple thing that means the world to me. Yeah. That's so, awesome. Yeah. And my girlfriend was like, oh, we should do it Friday night or Saturday night. I was like, no, it has to be on the day. Uh, I'm not going to go to any mics. I'm not going to do anything. We're just going to... I was sick, too, all weekend. Oh, I had fuck. a cold. So I was like, I don't care. I'm going to will the cold go away so I can taste the food. Yeah, it was, a, it was a big deal. No hot sauce or anything like that when I usually do. Yeah. And the eggs are just very simply like the, you know, whipped beforehand, scrambled. And always, you fry the pepperoni first. Giving away trade secrets. <laughs> pepperoni first, and you pour out the fat. I like to leave in a tiny bit just to add flavor to the eggs. Mm-hmm. And then right when it's starting to set, that's when you start throwing in chunks of Velveeta. And I still have, like, these very strong memories of being a little kid at my, you know, grandma and grandpa's house in New Jersey. And he would, like, keep taking bites out of everything, and he just said, that's chef's privilege. Like, mm-hmm. That's what you do. You taste everything. 
I was like, oh, see, this cookie goes, no, because it's there. You're cooking it. Who gives a shit? You get to eat what you want. Yeah. That's it. So, like, I'm, like, eating whole things of, just, like, giant pepperonis and stuff as I'm cooking. Yeah, that's, like, that's my big, that's my big birthday thing every year. I like it. Um, do the pepperonis need to be from a certain brand, or is it just kind of... Usually the shittier, the better. Yeah. Like, but, uh, this, like, we went to Gelson's, so, like, mm-hmm. you know, they don't have, like, Lunchables. Yeah. So I got, like, decent pepperoni. I have thought about, like doing that sort of chef thing where you elevate this very simple concept like instead of like oh it's it's tomato soup but now it's a tomato bisque that's deconstructed with crude and like oh, just shut the fuck up but I have thought about like well what if I did this like right like really high end like pepperoni and salami with like a little bit of like bacon maybe and gruyere cheese and then really high end sharp cheddar like eh, no, that's not. That's it's not, not the it. tradition. It's not it's the not, ritual. Maybe that's a meal for a different time, but that's not what I want to do now. Yeah, and that's also not what you grew up with either. You grew you up with like straight pepperoni, yeah, and the eggs. Yeah, because I also those like uh, when I was a little kid, like my so I'm from Boston. My my mom's from Pittsburgh. My dad's from New Jersey, and we would go visit them a lot. We would drive around a lot. So I like you know we would still like go on vacations and stuff. But like Seaside Heights was my Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Like, so I, the most of my fun memories are of that place and of that time. You know, it was a lot of like, you know, my brothers and sisters are all fighting with each other and screaming. My parents are yelling, yada, yada. But I was like, I remember like sitting in this weird canvas swing chair, this funky smell coming off the water and reading a book. And like, you know, he's like, hey, come help me with the eggs. Mm-hmm. And a lot, yeah, a lot of my big memories are like tied to food, like uh I have a cousin in D.C. we used to go to all the time, and, like, she showed me how to do, like, fresh-squeezed orange juice, and that's, like, there's no drink that will ever top fresh-squeezed orange juice. In Delicious. Life. She had an ice cream maker, too. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> does she still have it? I'm sure she does. I haven't seen her in a very long time. She spends most of her time, and she's a, you know, Miss Manners? Yeah. That's her. No and freaking way. Yeah, she's my godmother and my cousin, and so she seems to spend most of her time in Venice, Italy uh-huh. now. Uh, and I don't really spend that much time in D.C. I went recently, but, like, my girlfriend lived there for a couple of years, so I spent mm-hmm. all the time, like, her showing me around the city, which, oh, my God, that city's so much fun. A good food city, too. I've never oh, been, but I want to go yeah. and just eat the whole town. I, we went to, we went to go visit some friends of hers. We were, like, stuffed. We went to, like, one of those, like, movies out on the park thing, and we ate a bunch. And then she took me to a bar, and she's like, I'm going to order some food. I'm like, I can't eat anything. And she got, like, this corn dog that, it was, it was, like, made out of Buddha's dick. It was just so <laughs> delicious and wonderful and like I, I'm going to eat all of this. Mm-hmm. Cocktails were great and she doesn't drink so I get like she just kept ordering me drinks like here's what I used to drink here's what I used to drink and she had good taste. She knew what she was doing. Yeah. That's so awesome. Yeah. That's, it's kind of fun sharing it with somebody now. Yeah. That must have been like a super special thing like even if she didn't care so much for the Velveeta just to like be like hey this is what I do and I've been doing for, for all these years like I want to you know have it with you yeah. too like I cook for her a lot and I, I told her as we were sitting down to mm-hmm. watch Battlefield Earth like you're the first person I've ever cooked this meal for like even in other relationships where I've been with someone on my birthday I've never done this for another mm-hmm. person and she messaged me today to, like this today to tell me I was just like yeah that meant a lot to me that Aww. you brought me into that yeah, you know it's I can be very sentimental about certain things but they're very dumb weird things yeah that's like uh, it's giving me a little tear in my eye um so like when you wouldn't because she's the first one, when you were in past relationships, would you just, like, send the other, like, the whoever you were dating at the time, like, kind of away, or, like, come over after that? 
Yeah, but because I, I wasn't uh, the only other person that I was living with. Because mm. usually it was like we were in our separate places, and I would find alone time during the day. Because I'm I really need like alone time mm. uh, to start and end my day. Uh, they would either be somewhere else, or um, the one person I did live with before when we first moved out here. We. This is a really weird thing that happened. We were living together, and we, had, like the relationship immediately as soon as we moved to LA started going downhill, mm. and we broke up. But we still had to live together oh, for like shit. about a year. Ugh. So I lived on the couch for like a year, and it was the day of my twenty fifth birthday. And all she really did for my twenty fifth birthday was she just drew a little cake on the mirror because mm. I write notes on the mirror, or at least I used to all of that, uh, and just wrote yeah, you know, just that. That's all she did. And then I went and hung out with my friends and partied and did that instead and stayed at their place. But, uh, yeah, this is the first time I've been, like, with someone and also someone I wanted to share that with. Yeah. Because other people is just, you know... Yeah, I think I've... Yeah, I think... Uh, maybe, I think only four or five of my birthdays I've been in a relationship. This is the first one where I was like, this is, like, a, a thing. This mm-hmm. is, like, a serious could-go-places kind of thing. Right. And so, like, this was important to me. I kind of shared with her. Yeah. And she did so much for me. The very least I can do is cook her steak. Yeah. And hers came out actually much better than mine. Oh yeah, you let her have the good one. Yeah, she well she yeah she picked the good one as soon as she cut into it. And I cut into mine. I was like, God mm-hmm. damn it. What what temperature do you like the steak? Oh, rare. Yeah, just straight rare. I like rare, like leaning towards medium rare because mm-hmm. that's like the most flavor comes out. I I worked a uh, a delivery job and someone had. Uh, I was I was at a restaurant and we were serving someone ordered ribeye mm-hmm. and I said, like, "Can I get that well done?" And I said, "No." <laughs> so like, excuse me, I'm like, "Whatever, I'll put your fucking order in." Uh huh. Yeah, I, I really that bothers me. Once you cook mm-hmm. it past medium, you've just like just chew on some beef jerky. Yeah, it's, it's not the same. You've ruined something beautiful. Mm-hmm. I like. I've always wanted to go hunt my own food. Oh yeah. Like, I have such a big amount of respect for like the quality of the meat. That's why I love this uh, Saddle Peak place. Mm hmm. Because, like, they care, like, about the quality of the meat. It was really damn good. Yeah. I think mine's better, but it was still <laughs> really good. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of medium rare or below. Medium sometimes depends on the place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Medium maybe for, like, a burger. Ma- yeah, burger is usually, but, like, steak is yeah. has to be medium rare. Yeah, if you go to go to rare on the burger, it's just going to be, like, mushy and not really hold together. I still, like, I, I love cooking. Like, I've started cooking smash burgers. Do you do that? Yeah, well, Chris does. I'm not, I'm, I'm like, his sous chef, but he's he has, like, a whole, um, this, I don't even know what you call it, like, a press, and he, like, literally smashes them. Yeah, yeah. I used to, it's like a little ball, and I just take a spatula, mm-hmm. and then, like, something, like, whatever bottle is laying nearby, and just press down. Oh, you do it with a bottle. Well, I just do yeah. whatever's around my vicinity in the mm-hmm. kitchen, and generally it's a bottle. Yeah. Because uh, I like to drink while I cook. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's a lot of, like, what I just sort of, like, just drink a lot. We're going to be watching Battlefield Earth. I'm getting drunk. We're yeah. going to enjoy this. Do you start to drink the whiskey as you're cooking? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's nice. I, I go and I pull the glass out of its spot in the closet. I clean it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the, I think it's the one time a year I use it. Mm-hmm. Oh, no other time. Maybe if, like, something, I think I maybe use it once or twice when, like, something really big happened. Like, mm-hmm. like a big thing, a reason to celebrate, but I'm broke, so I don't have money to go celebrate, so I'm just going to do this little thing. Because mm-hmm. it's a very nice, like, crystal glass, and it has these weird sharp edges going up it, and it kind of, like, feels good in my hand. Like, I'm very paranoid about it. I, like, I, I don't let anyone else touch it. I don't, like, put it in the dishwasher or clean it by hand. I hold it with two hands until, like, I'm... 
you know, comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I took it in the bath with me. Nice. Yeah, I fancy. Like, <laughs> I like to do like I like taking like nice long hot. Like I can go all out when I set up a bath. I put a chair up, put my laptop up on it. I get like my you know vape or some weed or something and like a drink and just kind of chill out. It's like my spa day. Mm-hmm. Do you um do you do like bath bombs or any oils in the bath? No, I should though. I'm told. Maybe maybe but not. I've tried some of the oil stuff and it's like it just oh it just smells like that oil now. Yeah. That's a, it's, if you've seen my tub, like, nothing is going to make this more luxurious. It's, <laughs> it's, it's just a brown-stained, like, you have to be very comfortable, like, in a tub. Yeah. Like, people with this pretense, like, oh, it needs a bath bomb and flowers and bubbles. Like, you're going to pee in it in, like, a few minutes <laughs> anyway. Like, let's not pretend here. Yeah, it's it's got all my skin flakes in it. It's yeah. not a clean thing. It's you soup. Mm-hmm. Like, you soup. Like, yeah, it's just <laughs> you hanging out and, yeah. Do you shower after the, the bath, typically? No. no. And the bath isn't really, like, to get clean. It's just to, like, because I, like, my back is always in a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. And, uh, for a long time, I didn't have a bath. Because the apartment we're living in now is two bedrooms, and I've had roommates until she moved in. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of a roommate. But I gave the that bathroom to the other person. Because I was going to put the litter box for my cat in my bathroom so it didn't mm-hmm. smell the whole apartment up. Now my cat just pees everywhere, so it doesn't really matter. But, like, so we got the bathtub, and I was like, yes. Hell yeah. I bleached the hell out of it first. But it was like, damn. Like, my brother was my roommate, and, you know, all my roommates were guys. I know what happens in that shower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm going to really destroy it. Just quarantine detox. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Like, just complete OCD. Like, I murdered a hooker and had to get rid of the evidence for a <laughs> You had to dexter the shit out of that. Oh, yeah. That's the, the hardest I've ever cleaned anything ever. Worth it, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's nice. And now it's just, like, now it's just me. I know mm-hmm. what I know what that smudge is from. Yeah. <laughs> that was me. That was my butt. Yeah. Those were my balls. <laughs> That's what that weird shape print is on the wall. Yeah. Um, any other, cause you actually, you've organically brought up rituals, any other, like whether birthday or just life rituals that you have? Uh, let's see. I mean, there's a Valentine's day one. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to have a ritual before I did big shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I still sort of do it a little bit. Uh, occasionally depends on how nervous I am about the show. But what I used to do before any show I had, I would watch that HBO thing, Talking Funny, mm-hmm. which my perspective has changed on as the years go by. Because it used to be like, oh, these brilliant comedians talking about comedy, and now I like watching three great comedians make fun of Ricky Gervais for not knowing what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> and then before I would go on stage, I'd listen to uh, the books, um, one particular track, uh, I would say it's uh, Lemon of Pink. I would uh, listen to that before my sex. It's like that nice cross between like getting excited and chilling out. Mm-hmm. And I would just listen to different music depending on what kind of set I want to do. Like if I need to like build up anger, I'll listen to like Dead Kennedys or something. But that was my ritual for a good long time. Just mm-hmm. kind of take a minute outside. I'm really big on taking a minute to sort of adjust and breathe. That's why I like getting everywhere early. It gives me time to just stand outside, just sort of breathe for a second. Yeah. Uh, but that's not really in terms of rituals. I'm sure like I'll think of like. I don't know so much of the difference between, like, a ritual and a habit. I feel like a ritual has to have, like, an inherent meaning specific to you, whereas a habit is just a thing you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I, I definitely agree with you. Like, I, I'll let people talk about their habits on this, too. But I, I like that you have, like, those specific rituals that are very, like, they have, you know, a history behind them and a reason for them. They're yeah. not just like, oh, I like this thing, so I do it. Yeah, and, like, you know, I've, I've eaten steak and eggs on other days, but, like, mm-hmm. they don't really doesn't have the same kind of vibe to it. Yeah. 
and this one just mean like you know I'm turning thirty and like and all like you know not joking like I was not expecting to see thirty. Really. Yeah. Well, you know, I got like mental problems, like manic depression, and I thought mm-hmm. it was either going to be by now to be dead either through my own actions or through some sort of insanely reckless self-destructive behavior. And I'm here now. Yeah. So I'm, I lost some bets. <laughs> <laughs> Do the people that you made the bets with remember, or is it just like bets with yourself? Oh, I think uh, one comic in particular, Jim Bruce, we had like a, we, we actually thought of the idea of doing a show called The Tontine, where mm-hmm. you had a bracket of comics who were very sad. <laughs> And to see who would live the longest. Oh, shit. And so far, like, I'm still in the race, I guess. Fuck yeah. Uh, Have any, has anyone been taken out of the race? No, not yet. Okay, no, okay. We're all still going. We're, it's, like, it's more of like a gentleman's agreement thing. It's not like a, uh, like, we're putting money down. Although that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's a, uh, it's also just weird, because, like, I spent all my 20s just, like, fuck it, nothing matters, I'm never going to be successful, I'm never going to do anything. And now I'm kind of like, okay, well, I'm in my 30s, and I like this girl a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't really enjoy my job too much. I don't have any money. My career sort of took a weird backslide this year because of the Hulu job. Uh, and so now I'm just looking at my 30s. is like, okay, well, if I'm going to keep going, I may as well, like, try and make the most of it. Yeah. So, yeah, 30 was a weird one for me. Yeah. And tonight we're going to go do open my comedy, and I'll talk about how weird and sad it is. <laughs> but, I mean, it's it's good because I think I, I, I met you a couple years back, and I think you're definitely in a different place than you were when I first met you. Yeah. A, a lot, over the past year and a half, a lot has changed. Like, yeah. I started going to therapy, I got on meds, I'm off my meds now. I'm with someone who, like, cares about me, respects me, and isn't manipulating me. Like, and she's I, I, wonderful. Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah. Love her. Crazy about her. And, uh, you know, I have a better sense of what I want to do. Like, I'm setting up a very specific goal for this year. Like, I used to write, like, 30 goals I want to accomplish. Like, I think when I turned 25, was it was 20, 25 things I want to accomplish before I turned 26. I've done zero of those things, and mm-hmm. I'm 30. But this year is very simple. I just want to record an album by the end of, my, by the end of this year. Do it. Fucking yeah. do it. And that's a very specific goal. You're like, okay, well, what do I have to do to do that? Well, you have to build an hour. Well, I kind of have an hour. you got to really, really build it. you got to build a fan base. I don't know how to do that. So we'll learn how to do that. I have to go tour and go on the road more. Like, so it's a very singular, specific goal. I believe in you. Oh, you can so do sweet. it. And then when you're 31, we'll check on that. <laughs> Look out for my album, 31. This was a huge mistake. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much, Justin. I really oh, appreciate you coming on. Me. Yeah.